Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Creative Psychopaths. Don't worry, you're not far away from listening to the delicious treats inside. Don't forget, of course, while you're here to join the social medias and rate and review the podcast everywhere you can go. Um, This week starts a new era for Creative Psychopaths because I've got a brand new co-host in Matthew. You've heard him over a few weeks, um, but we talked about it and we ousted the rolling co-host and just installed him instead as the permanent one. But we still do love the rolling co-host, and they're welcome to roll in any time that they like. Um, why isn't Matthew in the introduction, I hear you, hear you shout? Well, he's decided that he only will ever talk on the podcast and is not interested in this mediocre intros. Either that or I totally forgot to record one with him. This week we're talking to Tanya about her horror history and the movie 13 13 Ghosts, which is um, an absolute treat. And um, the only thing that you need to know going into this particular movie is, if you want to see ghosts, you need special glasses, probably. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Creative Psychopaths, a horror movie podcast hosted by me, Mark, and co-hosted by him, Matthew. Hello. Each week we meet and discuss horror movies with with either a guest to discuss their horror history and a movie of their choice, or if it's just the two of us, we'll do whatever we damn well please. Um, Today on the podcast though, we have Tanya, who we'll say hello Hello. to now apparently. Hello. (laughs) People, I used to have this long delay and now people just barge in with hellos it's uh it's very disconcerting um but i am fine. actually messaging people outside of our chats just to tell them to do that to wind just you to up to tell them to <laughs> butt in and say whatever they want imagine being so nice as to just butt in and say hello whenever you like um wow bef- without knowing it i've already slipped into the force banter section which is fantastic uh, do I need to introduce the force banter section? I'm not sure. I feel like I like doing that. I think uh, if we were like in front of a studio audience, we've had like a, a sign that lights up, which says force, force banter. banter, followed by one that says applause. Well, that'd be nice if you could get some applause. Applause. Uh, so how are we both today? Smashing. Smashing. Very hot. Yes, it's um, unseasonably what unseasonably i suppose it's seasonably it's the middle warm. of summer it's seasonably warm but as a as a british person we we don't we don't like it or maybe we do like it because i feel like part of being british is complaining about the weather regardless um i'm very much in the uh the have a solero and enjoy yourself yeah uh, yeah we got like four days of this a year yeah that's true that's true yeah but for that for those listening who don't know i'm 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 Rather a portly gentleman, so um, the heat's not good for me. Anyway, um, and Tanya's melting too. You did say that, I, I, I feel. I did, I did, I mm. definitely did. I, I burn in the sun though, so 
I generally go out at night when it's nice and dark. Do you have a reflection? You, I was just going to ask that. Do you um, take pictures? Possibly. <laughs> you possibly have a reflection. Possibly. Only possibly. This is why she wouldn't turn the webcam on. <laughs> oh. You wouldn't see me. Covered in blood. Covered in... Andrew, it's still quite... Can vampires go out in this? Can they go out in there? Because it's still technically sunshine. And it's it's literally twilight, I guess. Hmm. I don't like that idea. I don't like the idea of vampires swanning around in the daytime. <laughs> um, right. Normally I have this banter section to cover up the fact that I'm looking for the questions, um, but I didn't, I didn't even do that. I think surely at this point you should have them like tattooed on you. I don't know what they are. Like a nice uh, like Ten Commandments style scroll. The problem I think with the questions is I have them in my notes, but because the first part of it is, hey, so I record at Zoom at the moment, that's all I see. And so I'm like, where are the questions? But I'm going to uh I'm going to have them chiseled into huge stone tablets for you as a like a Halloween present. Oh, that would be amazing. Would you present them to me at the top of a mountain? Some sort of uh, godly mountain. Where the nearest mountain is, probably. We could go I, up to that Lancashire hill, go find the witches. You know, I think that was actually considered a mountain at one point, and then it had like 60 feet knocked off it or something. It took it just under the threshold. Oh, no. Could be making that up completely, but... The man who went up a mountain and came down a hill. Yeah. I'm well, sure I... uh, that that may have happened. Ugh, when I say it had 60 feet lobbed off, I don't mean like someone came at the top with a sword. You know, some, uh, someone devised a new way of measuring these things. I think the same thing happened with Everest, and they, they just added two feet on it because it was like a very round number. I don't know. Hey, good. You come for the horror, stay for the mountain facts. That, that may or may not be mountains. Or facts. Like, for, a, for a moment, I thought you were claiming that someone said that Everest was a hill. <laughs> no, I don't think anyone's ever claimed that. Just a hill. Right, Tanya, let's get into these questions, because this is, this is all your podcast. This, this, is, this is all about you, and we've gone off talking about hills. I hope you picked some mountain films. <laughs> right. So, what is the first horror you can remember seeing? Um, I was about nine or ten, and I saw Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh wow, yeah, that's that's going in. That's going in. I was gonna say going in hard, but that doesn't feel right. Um, it's funny how almost everybody's horror journey started at that sort of age, eight, nine, ten. We all went in far earlier than we should have done. Did you enjoy watching it or did it scare the bejeebus out of you? Oh, I was so scared. I'm still scared now. <laughs> I'm just going to just double check as well. It was the, uh, the the first one of the franchise. No, it was actually the third one. Oh, really? Well, that one's not scary. Yeah, it was so... the third one. Yeah, um, I, haven't, I haven't even seen that one, so I need to, I need to sort that out. Well, I mean, a bit of sizzle for creative psychopaths. I think we are going to attempt to do a three-week running Nightmare on Elm Street fest. I think, I think that's for the for the future. You knew that though already, but now Tanya knows. And I'd now, heard, I'd heard I know. the rumors, and now the listeners know. And now you have to deliver. 
Yeah, well, I I want to do it. I said I would do it. I want to do it um, because, well, we'll get into that another day because otherwise I could really, you know, just go on Nightmare on Elm Street. But um, Are you looking forward to it, Tanya? I am. I really, really do like the Nightmare on Elm Street films. Do you like all of them? Um, I can't say I dislike all of them. Some I like more than others, but yeah. I can sit through them all and watch them and be quite content. Yeah, yeah. I think that's something that you have to sort of go with when you get a, when you get a franchise. Some, some of them are bad, some of them are good, but, you know, ultimately it sort of is what it is. I and mean, everyone will always agree that the first one's the best one and move on from there. So is that when you became a horror fan then? It scared you, but you liked it or was it later on? Um, I think it was later on, but I can't actually remember when I came, became a horror fan. I just remember watching films and enjoying them. I don't think there was a specific point. I think the only specific point that I remember is being scared of the dark and scared of mirrors after watching Nightmare on Elm Street. So I was gonna thought you were gonna say when you walked past one and didn't show up in it. <laughs> Telling people. <laughs> Um, so I think it's like uh, like the frog in the pot, isn't it? Like, I was pretty much the same in that you kind of just eventually twig that you know you're a horror fan rather than be like decide and just start going through all the uh, the classics or anything. You sort of just end up there. Yeah, yeah. I think that's true, but I also think that you can usually go back and remember having been scared by a film and then watched a horror movie and gone, mm, I enjoyed that. <laughs> I think there is, that's, there is a sort of, um, yeah, I, I guess there is a change around, but you're right. It is probably more tricky to chase down when you actually went, no, oh, I don't know. I think that's the two different things there in one sentence. Brilliant. Um, right. So what is the scariest horror movie? Ooh. Uh, honestly, I haven't found one that really, really scares me yet. All right. Um, I do quite like gory films, but then I also like the psychological stuff as well. Yeah. But none of them have really sort of made me go, ooh, that's really scary. No. I mean, although you did just claim that Nightmare on Elm Street still scares you, so. I was 10. Well, you said it still scares you. Uh, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh no being a mean host no there. I said I was scared of the dark and mirrors I didn't say the, sc- the film scared me I just said it scarred me the key for Sutherland oh I hate that film mirrors with Keith Sutherland maybe that's your f- scariest film because it's got mirrors in it maybe I should watch it and then I'll find mm. out that's some good effects in actually that movie but um, it sucks all right, maybe I won't watch it then. <laughs> it's hard to say. It, 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 it must, for me, for me, a film has to really suck as a horror film for me to say that it sucks because I'll take almost anything. <laughs> you think it can not get um, past that point and it's like, it fun sucks. You know, those really bad films, but, you know, they're kind of great. Yeah. Yeah, I think I guess there is there is a, a sort of weird middle ground in the way you go because I guess Mirrors is like a high budget movie, so 
you know, you sort of expect a degree of of something from it. Whereas, you know, when you go into the lower budget, you go in with your expectations lowered anyway. So I think there probably is something like that to it, but um, I don't know. So no, no scary horror film. Right. Good stuff. What's the best kill in a horror film? Oh, these are all for horror films. Um, I don't know why I keep saying that. Uh, the f- same Nightmare on Elm Street. I know somebody said this before, but the puppet scene where he pulls all the tendons and ligaments out and makes him a puppet and throws him off the top of the clock tower, is it? Uh, well, it's something like that. Yeah, it's certainly a high, a high tower of sorts. Yeah. No, that is a that is a really good one. Um, that one's actually got some that movie. That's that's the third one. That's got some good kills in it all the way through. Um, so yeah, I don't want to talk too much about Nightmare on Elm Street now since I've claimed that I'm going to be doing this um, Nightmare on Elm Street a thon. Is it an a thon? Uh, right. Nightmare on Elm Street sleepover. Yep, that's why you're the co-host. I think that's what we're going to have to call it. Yep, I'm on Elm Street, sleepover. I will be wearing my jammies for the recording. Hmm. Well, I mean, they're only sleeping shorts. So mind you, it doesn't matter, does it? It's sort of we don't use all, we don't use video anymore. We've gone all we've I, gone all I will shy. Be doing for jammies. All right, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> right. So, what are standout effects? Standout effects. Um, one that really sticks out, which is, um, that I like because it's the first scene and it's ghost ship, the first oh, scene yeah. where everybody's dancing and then they get all get cut in half. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, I think it ranks up there as one of the best horror openings as far as movies go. Um, I think most horror fans would agree that. I mean, it ain't a great film, or at least I don't think so. But as opening goes, it's sort of a chef's kiss, really, isn't it? Yeah, so that's a, that's a good one. Interesting fact, actually, jumping ahead. The director of the film we're talking today, 13 Ghosts, he directed Ghost Ship. Um, and from what I could see, that was it. That was all he did, those two films. Huh. Which is, which is weird. <laughs> it's a very... Uh, I mean, he found his wheelhouse, didn't he? He knew what he was good at. He did it. He, he got he, out. He made Ghost Ship. He made Thirteen Ghosts. And went well. There's no more films with the word ghost in them. So that's it for me. I'm done. I mean, did did we check if he made that Whoopi Goldberg movie? No, I don't think he did. I think that was someone more uh, established. Maybe it wasn't. Anyway, uh, oh, let's see. A movie that needs a sequel, a movie that needs to start making sequels. Again, Nightmare on Elm Street needs to keep doing them. <laughs> the brilliant. <Yeah. laughs> um, and to stop making sequels is Scream because it's kind of run its course now. Yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from. And actually, a lot of people have said Scream. I think I think I almost the other way with that. I, I quite happily see more and more Scream films. Um, but... Did you enjoy the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street? Again, it's it's one of those ones that I either I can sit through quite happily mm. and I don't dislike, but I'm not going to say it's the best right. one. 
Yeah, I think, I mean, like I, most people would say that <clears> I think the re- the remake for Nightmare on Elm Street was one of the worst remakes. Um, and I could see it's a tricky one, that one, because I don't actually hate it, but it's also not a good Nightmare on Elm Street film, if, if that makes sense. Um, because obviously over the years, we've gotten used to a certain sort of Freddy Krueger, whereas this Freddy Krueger was just... Well, they leaned too hard into the pedophile bit, I thought, really. And I mean, obviously, that's what Freddy Krueger is, but in the remake one, it was very, like, like I say, they leaned too hard into it, and it was like... And no, we're not supposed to sympathise with Freddy Krueger, but, you know, a lot of years have passed, and he's an icon now. So, like... We need a little bit. We don't need that. I don't know. Plus, it was a lot of uh, a lot of Freddy has uh, has passed between the first and the remake. Though I don't know. I mean, they went from scary pseudo pedo to wisecracking Scarface man to new nightmare, and then that. So, I think that that journey, remaking it, kind of, I don't know, got the, yeah, got the wrong bit, leaned too heavily uh, into that. Yeah, I think they just, um, it's one of those films where actually a friend of mine said, try and watch it without thinking of it as as being a Nightmare on Elm Street film. And I I went in with that sort of... um, vibe and i was like yeah you know it's it's not that bad and the guy the guy who plays freddie and i can't remember what he's called um uh, jackie o'haley wasn't it yeah that's right yeah yeah he was really he was really great but it was just not a good movie sorry tanya we're just i'm just talking over the top of what you're saying now fine go ahead <laughs> uh so let's see did we say I haven't? Uh, what, what's your favorite franchise? I get the feeling you're going to say Nightmare on Elm Street. I am going to say that. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, I think I've just I think I've just blared that franchise through. So I think we can just move on. To... I don't know. I kind of think that when we do the sleepover, we need Tanya on the case for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, if you want to come back and do one of the movies, because um, like I say, we're going to do three of them, and I know. Uh, Matthew from the American Werewolf in London episode wants to come and do one. Um, yeah, I'll do yeah, one. Yeah, cool. I'll even wear my pajamas. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, excellent. Um, I'm really not looking forward to Freddy's Revenge, but we'll do it. Uh, let's see. What is what is the worst horror you've seen? Um, it's a film called Monster Truck. Right. And it was really, really low budget. It was just about a monster truck. (laughs) And it was one of those films, you know, sort of going to Blockbuster as it was closing down and just grabbing a load of 50p movies. Um, (laughs) And that is one that I'd grabbed. And it it was so bad, it was funny. So it had cardboard wheels for the monster truck wheels. And you could blatantly see that they were cardboard. So it just was terrible. Um, but it was funny. So 
I still managed to watch the whole thing. I definitely wouldn't watch it again. Sounds like the best movie think, in the world. I think I might have seen this one. <laughs> uh, or I might be confused with another film called Monster Man. Uh, and I, I think I had a similar situation with it. Could, could be the same film, could be a com- completely different one. But I think there was a sex scene in it and a, a woman starts quoting Star Wars in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. I think it... I mean, I'd quite happily watch that, but I don't think it, I, it's I'm, the same film. There is parallel thought, definitely, if, if they are two separate films, because I, I, I remember there was, there was a big old monster truck in it. And, and we had a, a... Maybe it is that, then. Maybe I've got the wrong title they, of the well, worst film. the worst film. Why would you remember it? But <laughs> I, I, I remember <laughs> watching it when we were like, fairly, fairly young. Uh, and I, I had a paper on the morning after. And, and all the fields sort of around where, where the round was looked like the ones in the movie. And normally when I was sort of that age, I was a bit bit creeped out of that. And I thought, this was like the first time where I just thought, there's a, this monster truck here. I'm not even bothered. So that's the level we're talking about for that film. I think I've just had a quick look. I think you might be right. I think I've got the name wrong. I think it is Monster Man. I think it's the same film. I think. Yeah. No, because when you said Monster Truck, it made me think of that. There was a kid's film recently where there was a monster in a truck. Uh, but I, I can also see that that sci-fi did make a movie called Monster Truck. Um, so it could easily have been that. But I also can't find any details on that either. I mean, uh, we need to gather up all of these, which may or may not be films and just get through all of them because I think we would have a whale of a time. I think we would too. Uh, that's useful. I found a sort of DVD cover of that Monster Truck movie, but it was all in German, so I couldn't see what it was about. Because uh, I don't read German. I guess that's, what it, that's the only reason. Um, right, so uh, Monster Man. I think we're going to have to watch Monster Man. That sounds like a one of our top fives probably should be best worst movies, I think. Um, so what is your favourite horror movie? Can I guess? I have lots of favourite horror movies. Hey. Well, you're more than welcome to have more than one choice as far as I'm concerned. Um, the ones that I really like are... House of a Thousand Corpses and the one afterwards, which is Devil's Rejects. I really like those two films. Yeah. Um, Rob Zombie, right? I don't know why I'm saying Rob Zombie. I've seen those movies. Um, Do you know what? They they really aren't for me. (laughs) I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about them. Like, I've seen House of a Thousand Corpses. I actually think it's all right until they get towards the back end of the movie when there's a is it a doctor or something like that? Um, yeah. It's that really starts to lose itself there. Up until then, it's pretty like pretty gory and pretty good. And I really like um, Sid Haig in it. He's really great. Yeah. Um, I really like Bill Mosley, who plays Otis. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 He's really good. Oh, yeah. What has he been in recently? She's been in something recently. Check the Google. This is a Google pause. 
quality podcasting, isn't it? I'd say so. Oh no, I tell a lie. I tell a lie. It hasn't been in something recently that I was thinking of. It was, it was that he was in Texas Chainsaw Massacre too, and I didn't realize it was the same guy. Um, that's where I've got that information from. So well done me for, I don't know. So a lot of not very, not, rem- not remembering anything. A lot of very <laughs> grimy, manky horror films. <laughs> yeah, actually, Texas Chainsaw Massacre two is a hoot. I like that film. Yeah, it's something going to be a hoot and grimy and manky. I don't even know if it is grimy and manky, the second one. It just, I'm sure it's a comedy. Is it? It might be. Right. Well, lovely. That is then the first slice of bread in the horror sandwich. Um, so all we need to do now is get that first slice of bread. Or if you don't eat bread, then something else. What can you make sandwiches out of not bread? Biscuits? Uh, donuts? Do you, uh, would you, I saw a like donut sandwich. sandwich the other day. Oh, yeah. That, it's all very bread delicious. related, isn't it? I think. I think. Right, well, let's. Well, what filling will you have in your sandwich, Tanya, if you're having a sandwich? Bacon. Bacon. You can put that. Could you put that in a crumpet? Oh, you can. Um. Put anything yes. in a crumpet. <laughs> All right, okay. Bacon crumpet it is. Let's go for it. But, of course, the filling for this is the movie 13 Ghosts from 2001. I, I object I didn't to write that. down. The, the movie is called Fur 13 and Ghosts. Yeah, I, I, wrote, I wrote that down later, I must admit. But you're right, no, but it is still technically 13 Ghosts. Um, technically... I don't know why I said Everywhere it's written, it's the 13. I've, I have written right at the beginning that it's the 13 ghosts, but we're sticking to 13 ghosts because otherwise, every time we say 13 ghosts, we'll be saying the 13 ghosts. Okay. I think it makes for okay. a great podcast. Uh, well, you know, you've got, you've got creative something. Lovely, but. Uh, there you go thank you creative freedom well done um but anyway i'm doing the plot rundown so you've got no creative freedom lovely for me um so this movie as i may have already said it was directed by steve beck Ooh, uh who like i say his only other foray into horror was ghost ship um i should have put some more more information as to why um he only made two films but you know, I'm lazy. And uh, I did notice when I was doing my notes that this was also produced by Robert Zemeckis. I don't know whether how much he actually had involved in it. Um, but, um, you know, and I don't even, I don't even know if that shows in this, but I thought it was interesting anyway. And the other thing that I did think was interesting was that some of the f- effects were done by um, a person whose name I can't remember because I'm a stupid idiot. And I, did, I didn't write it down because I was like, oh, I remember that. But I didn't. Robert Kurtzman, Richard Kurtzman, Summit Kurtzman. He was the guy that did Wishmaster anyway, um, which is nice. 
How poor is that for me not writing that down? Bad mark. What if I write it down later on? It doesn't matter. Uh, and the other thing about this movie is it's actually a remake of a 1960 movie, which um, you two watched, right? We did, yes. Yeah. So, did you watch it, Mark? No, I did. I, I, I didn't watch it because um, I couldn't be bothered. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> it wasn't worth it. No. Well. We had a little discussion though, Matthew, and I think you quite enjoyed it, didn't you? The uh, I did, yeah. I'll, uh, well, I'll, I'll get into it whenever you want me to get into it. Um, well, what I did want to say about this before going into it, which is the the original film of this had a bit of a uh, gimmick, which you've written down the, the name illusion. For. Awful illusion. So, <laughs> so the original film was filmed, and it has moments in it where the screen goes blue, and then the ghosts themselves are superimposed as red. So you had this little viewer. And if you look through the red, you would see the ghosts better. And if you look through the blue, then obviously they wouldn't appear at all. It was, yeah, it was uh, just I ex- existing actually... 3D technology, but used differently. Uh, yeah, used in a sort of unique cool. way. You know, um, it was, uh, yeah. You know, they, they'd never tried to make anything, uh, well, I mean, to be completely honest, I was watching it at home without 3D glasses. So they may have been trying to uh, to make it jump out, but you know, it didn't didn't feel like that, and you know, it, it just sort of it's given a little interesting wrinkle. I do think it hampered the film, but no, uh, no, I do find I did find it interesting though that they gave you the option to not see the ghosts. Yeah, was, uh, <laughs> yeah. Again, it's a bit of a I weird mean, choice because the whole idea is that you know, it's just like, oh, I, I believe in ghosts, so I look through the the blue one. Uh, if you don't yeah. look through the oh, vice versa, or whatever. I was thinking, well, like the like, film uh, doesn't work at all if you don't if you don't believe in them. So the whole thing falls apart if you do it on this question of belief. I think I, I'm such a pain in the ass that I would definitely just watch it through the blue. Ah, screw this film! How dare it tell me what I'm supposed to be doing or not doing? I'm not sure if it would be the case um, that you'd get that much of a different experience if you did it one way or another. Uh, because the scenes where they actually use it, I don't think they really have all that much to say with within the frame of the film. And you, um, so you didn't like it, Antonio? No, I thought it was a bit slow. I think it's because I really, really like gory films, and it wasn't very gory. I do particularly like one scene in the film where. Um, there's a ghost chef in the kitchen and he is um, throwing things about and the wife gets really annoyed and sort of rolls her eyes and like huffs out of the kitchen, which I thought was brilliant because instead of being scared, she's just really fed up and annoyed. <laughs> yeah, I um, I did start watching it and I, I quite liked the family in it. Um, it was There's something so very blasé about what's going on because <laughs> almost at the beginning all their furniture has been taken away and nobody seems annoyed about it or <laughs> just like oh, no it's the, just the, oh this has happened all the furniture's getting taken yeah, away a big point of difference uh, between the two films is that one of them was just a hugely incompetent man had all of his furniture removed 
well as just quite an unpleasant tragedy in the uh, in the two thousand and one version. Yeah, yeah. Um, so right, let's get into the two thousand and one. So top billing for me, I've got Matthew Lillard as Dennis Rafkin, and then Tony Shaloub as Arthur Criticus, Shannon Elizabeth as Kathy Criticus, Alec Roberts as Bobby Criticus, Ra Digger as Maggie Bess, F. Murray Abraham as Cyrus Criticus, and uh, Embeth Davids as Kalina. Well, I had to recheck that I, that Embeth was right. Um, Miss Honey from Matilda. Is that who it is? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I didn't even know. I didn't even. I, I like. I was like, where do I know her from? Oh well. It's more well, Army of Darkness oh, than Matilda, a, isn't it? This one. What a change. Um, so this budgeted at forty-two million, uh, and box office at sixty-eight point five million. So it made you know pretty decent profit at twenty-six million. Um, let's see. There was something that I wanted to say about that. Oh, yes. So going through this film, Matthew Lillard will no longer be referred to as anything other than Lillard. And uh, Tony Shalob is going to be called Monk. So I, I will only refer to Matthew Lillard as Shaggy. Oh, Zoinks or something. Is that what that Sa- is Shaggy says? Zoinks. Yeah. Like, no way, Scoob. Uh, sorry. Right, so this movie opens in a spooky junkyard. Oh, lovely. And then um, it opens up with saying, Thur, 13 N ghosts, which is nice. Uh, (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, And when we see a big old wagon and some cars arrive, and like a special team of folk gout, and then an old car rocks up. A spooky bloke gets out. And uh, Lillard is there. He gets out the car and he's like, is it bad tonight? Oh no, the spooky guy's like, is it bad tonight? He's like, yeah, it's fucked. Um, although it actually doesn't quite say yes, it's fucked. Um, but I paraphrased him a bit there. Um, he's going to take some pills because he's, oh, what's going on? But the guy goes, look, no pills. We need your head clear, clear tonight. So he goes, look, show me where this ghost fella is. So Lillard like touches the ground and it turns out he can see things and he goes, this guy's killed 40 victims and you told me nine. And he goes, whoa, nine when he was alive. Oh, okay. Um, so then he does show him where he is. It's over that way. And then he says, bring out the cube. Um, is that a game show? The cube was a game show. Uh, but I think the catchphrase you're looking for is bring on the wall. Oh, where right, it has yeah. Darren Goff and Anton Dubeck in silver leotards. Oh, I do like silver leotards. Um, so let's see. Lilla tries to touch Cyrus. Oh, the spooky guy is called Cyrus. We know Billy Ray. Now. Um, Billy? No. What? <laughs> oh. You distracted me. <laughs> Sorry, that's where my head still goes on <laughs> Cyrus. Miley can do one. Is that what you think of, Tanya? You think of Billy Ray Cyrus? Uh, no, Miley Cyrus. Millennials. Sorry. Miley. <laughs> hey, you say that like it's a bad thing. Millennials. Um, I think I'm Gen X. 
I try to claim I am anyway. Uh, let's see. Uh, 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 he touches Cyrus, and, and what he sees is money and a spinny floor. Ooh, spinny dance floor. Um, and then two folk show up. Who are these two people? It turns out it's Damon and Kalina, and they're going on about ghost rights. No, you can't catch ghosts. They've got rights. No, they don't have any rights because they're ghosts uh, or something. And then uh, they're like, you ain't got the spells for this shit. And then they say something about a 13th ghost and Lillard's like, you said 12 ghosts. Um, and then Cyrus is like, release the bait. Just at this point, uh, they're trying to lock uh, up this ghost, right? So they're bringing this cube to, to put this ghost in. And then yeah, they're saying be. that you can't lock up this ghost. But this ghost has like killed... 31 people since he's been dead. This to me just sounds like an extension of our existing criminal justice system. I think they're well within the rights to lock the ghost up that's killed 31 people. Yeah, you know what? I never thought about it, but they're protecting um, the public. I suppose the simple as that. I suppose the argument could be that the argument could be for that, though, is that he's not in control of himself, perhaps. Yeah. Yes, you're right. So the, well, you then, then he needs to be, uh, you know, locked. I say locked away, but you know. Well, yeah, but can they? I, I, I got the feeling, and I, and I might be wrong, but I think I got the feeling that um, they were able to do something to sort of get rid of him rather than have him captured. But I, I might have made that up in my head. Well, he says he doesn't have the spells. He never says what the spells are. So you, you may, you may well be right. But yeah, still, he needs to face trial for all these grisly ghost murders. Grizzly ghost murders. Actually, he adds a couple of extra during this, so that's good. Yeah, he gets he gets into the three dozen territory, I think, doesn't he? Yeah. So, uh, let's see. Release the bait. So they drive along with a truck full of blood. Truck full of blood. Um, I don't know why that makes me sing. Uh, and then they power up the cube. I don't know why it's bait either. He's a shark of some kind. Well, okay. A chumming, a chumming ghost shark. Chumming, yeah, ghost shark. Yeah. That's a movie. We should watch that. Um, yeah, so they power up the cube. Power up the cube. Um, and then there's a mega a megaphone goes with an old tape and it's going, oh, 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 oh something like that. It's not singing, just words, I was, uh, oh, oh, that sort of thing. Um, and the ghost comes along, do do do. But, oh, no, he does some ghostly murders and he folds up a guy and he drops a car and another guy. And then uh, another guy ends up in the cube. Um, and it look, the guy in, in the cube looks a bit like Rob Lowe. And I said to myself, is that Rob Lowe? Um, and then I said, no, probably not. That's what happened. Uh, and anyway, was it Rob Lowe? I don't know. I didn't look. I didn't look. I assumed that it wasn't. No. We'll assume that it's not, and I, I will find out and tell us if it is. Thank you very much. Right. Uh, let's see. Uh, anyway, so they trap in the ghost, the ghost of some bloke, <laughs> the, the juggernaut, eh? That's what he's called later on. So I got the, the impression from this opening scene that they were trying really hard to do a Jurassic Park. Right. <laughs> like... You know, you know the opening scene where the, it, you know it's it's dark, it's raining, and they're trying to to force the monster into the cage, and 
you know, it, the claws are out and uh, it takes that dude's arm off. Yeah. I, I got uh, I got the feeling that this film was just trying to sort of do an, an 18 certificate version of that. A ghostly Jurassic Park. Oh, something in that, you know. In fact, this... I'm, I'm, there must be a ghost dinosaur movie too. Maybe. Tanya, very quiet. You Just listening. Sorry, I'm just listening. <laughs> um... When you're on the podcast, you have to speak. You guys, not just you're not just listening to the podcast. You have to say it. You have to say <laughs> hilarious things like uh, I don't know what we just said. Some, yeah, I'm not say a that. Just keep claiming every so, so often, often, just to reassure us. <laughs> just interrupt. With, I'm not a vampire. I promise. That's okay. Uh, right. Let's see. So the trap, the ghost. That's exactly what a vampire would say. I don't, but I don't is it though? I could be a werewolf saying I'm not a vampire to throw you off the scent and make you think I'm a vampire and not a werewolf. I also think that most vampire films I've seen, they they generally do claim that they are vampires. I can't think of too much denying of the fact. Twilight, maybe. And even then, when they get found out, they go, oh, okay. <laughs> now you know who I am. And they do have reflections, I think. Twilight again. Uh, let's see. So we sort of then cut to a family, and there's a brother and sister playing, uh, play, playing, they're playing a game. It's a family. Oh look, and this guy's monk. Uh, the dad is monk, and, and the sister's like twenty years older than the brother as well. Yes, yes. Um, although, although Accidents I'm not happen. quite sure how old they, they're claiming she is in this, because. She's not acted. We will get to it probably. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, so here in a shot, a scene I she quite likes, even though it's a bit miserable. Uh, we see Monk and his wife looking out the window at the kids, and then it's sort of the camera pans around in a full circle, and as the circle's going round, we hear memories of the past. So uh, it turns out the mom dies in a fire, and as it swings back to him, they're in a different place, and Monk looks like he's had a drink or two. I've had the drink or two. And I it tells a story very, very efficiently, doesn't it? It does. We don't need any... Uh... Oh, I'll get, I'll get to a complaint about that later. Um, let's see. So anyway, um, the daughter comes in. And, oh, no, we see lots of bills and the daughter comes in. And she's like, come on, Dad. And you go outside and the kid's recording his own death podcast, uh, even though podcast weren't really is this the first recorded evidence of a true crime podcast it could be uh it could be just for him to listen back to later oh yeah i remember that uh, I isn't he reading the obituaries i believe so but he's recording them into so he's making his own little true crime podcast that he's going to listen back to later and that'll be his first download and he'll say i don't know what he'll say who's the future in this <laughs> it turns out they have a person that they hire, Maggie. Um, not really sure what her role is because she, she's a nanny, but she doesn't seem very good at looking after the kid. She's the babysitter that doesn't Bobby. do much babysitting. They hire a rather in financial. Two adults in the house as well at this point. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, does it? It's like, we have no money. 
let's get hire a nanny. Um, kid calls his sister a slut, which is weird. There's more context for it than that, but he does call her a slut. Um, let's see. The dad trips on a scooter and he's a bit cheery at one point, but then he trips on a scooter and he's like, you little prick, you fucking scooter, like that. Mm-hmm. Probably not quite. I don't quite think as... it's quite like that. Yeah, no, that's exactly how it went. Um, <laughs> don't, that's what I've written. <laughs> no, <he's... laughs> no, but he, he doesn't. But the, what happens is quite a mood change. You know, mind you, it annoys me if I trip over my kids' toys. Uh, let's see. Oh, a lawyer shows up. Um, and this guy is Uncle Cyrus's lawyer. And uh, they're like, oh, I didn't know you had an Uncle Cyrus. And he was, he's like, let's see, there was a joke here that I enjoyed where he goes, apparently he squandered the family fortune. They go, and they go, there's a family fortune. And he goes, no, he squandered it, which I enjoyed. Did I? Yes. Um, and anyway, it turns out that Uncle Cyrus has left them a house and a weird key. Weird key. I wonder if there's something going on in my brain that every so often when I say something, I have to sing it afterwards. Hmm. No, I do that often. The will is read to them sort of by Uncle Cyrus on a computer played through QuickTime or something like that. Um, and it, it was on the lawyer's laptop, right? It was on the lawyer's laptop, yeah. 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 And do you think that he had that wallpaper on? Because it's like someone got this big occult style computer wallpaper. Maybe he did. Maybe he just, just maybe he's an, a, maybe a metal he's a fan. Goth. A metal fan or something like that. And anyway, the last thing that Cyrus says is perhaps we'll meet again. Although he doesn't do the bit because that would be a bit. Are you sure? Is that the technical term for it? What? Uh, it could have been. Perhaps we'll meet again. In another life. Perhaps we'll meet again. Sorry. Uh, drive. They drive to this house in the middle of nowhere. Uh, while they're driving, we go. We go to Kalina. Do you remember her? No, you don't. Um, anyway, she's getting tooled up. Tooled up. Um, we get to this house and there's a weird truck at the house. Lillard's there dressed as a power guy and everyone goes, wow, this is a cool house. And I go, this house is not cool at all. It's a stupid house um, that I do not like. And I'm going right down it now to say that everything about this house annoyed me and I didn't like it. Like, oh, it's a really nice looking house. No, it isn't. It's all made of glass. There's writing all over the place. It's stupid, and you're stupid to like it. Did you like the house? Not anymore, I didn't. <laughs> I can't. It, it 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 bugs me that it's like it's it it's a not it's nice in you terms can't of wallpaper or paint it because it's glass. I think that would annoy me. Yeah, you can't do that. Like, I, I, I can see that it's pr- like a pretty place, like art, an artful place, but you wouldn't want to live in there, you know. Well, a lot of ghosts for a start. Well, oh, sorry, jumping ahead. Oh. <laughs> They're only oh. in the basement. Shh. Oh, ruined it. <laughs> well, we don't need to do this anymore. He's ruined it. <laughs> oh, cut that bit out. 
Yeah, the ghosts were dead the whole time. Sorry. Spoilers, film's done. <laughs> oh, no. That's it now. Let's see. Ah, we see Lillard doing some of his best Lillarding, um, which he does a lot of good Lillarding all the way through. Um, if you don't know what that means, then you need to see more Lillard. Um, anyway. That's where he talks to an animated dog. Yeah, uh, he does. Hey, Scoob, would you like to eat some of this big sandwich, what I've made? Like that. But more. Yeah. But more, like, zoinks. Good. God, we're really losing it this time. Let's see. Do... Oh, anyway, so um, Monk puts the key in, and the house wakes up. Lights on, gear everywhere. Uh, like I say, no wall, no real walls, just glass everywhere. Weird writing. Oh, it turns out the writing's Latin. Oh. As soon as we go in, the nanny goes, I don't clean windows. Like, brilliant, what do you actually do? Um, there's crap everywhere. Even though people going, oh, look at all this stuff. It's just crap. It's just got crap everywhere. One of the places that's just a doll's head for no reason. Oh, I don't get. Um, anyway, Lillard's walking around and he goes, oh, Cyrus, what have you done? And um, we see the spinny floor. Remember that spinny floor from that vision? Well, that's what this is. Um, the lawyer's a bit of an ass. I've written that. And he's got papers to sign. And he says, come and sign these papers. And Monk says, look, everyone, don't move. But guess what happens? They move. Um, Lillard's in the basement going, hey, where you keep your money? Um, but not with that voice. Uh, and then he gets flashes of stuff. Ghosts. Ghostly flashes. Um, you're, we go back upstairs and we go, your uncle was a bit of a collector. And um, Monk says, in one of the most sensible questions ever in a film, which is, I know I've inherited this house, but like, what are the taxes and stuff? Because can I afford to live here? Which I enjoyed that. You never see that when people in, inherit big things. They don't go, can I afford to live in this house? Uh, interesting. Or not. You're like a practical horror protagonist. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I like anything in a film where it makes me go, yes, that's a normal thing to happen. Um, yes, that's a normal thing to happen. Uh, so Lillard is down in the basement going a bit nuts. And he's like, Cyrus, you son of a bitch. And he puts on his glasses and has an orgasm, or it looks like he does. And anyway, they jump in there just for a second with the glasses in the one from 1960. Um, when they find out about the about the house, um, Cyrus is actually the nephew uh, in the 1960s one, and he gets given a box which has the same sort of glasses in. Yeah, yeah, I, I I saw that bit actually because a a, a, a fly lands on it and goes, Bzzzt! and I go, you go, okay. The one thing I did like about the nineteen sixties film is they they're so open. Like before they go, you go, the place is full of ghosts. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know it is. It's full of ghosts. Yeah, whatever. That's that. I think the uh, the the. Sort of glasses are are a pretty nice touch, though. That it can it just gives you that. Uh, it sort of makes the the 
cast of the film sort of part of the audience as well. Yeah, yeah. I I liked the glasses thing before. I knew it was a thing in the other thing. Um, but I like in this that it's also a good nod to the original film. I liked it. Um, plus, it- yeah, there's quite a few scattered about there that we'll we'll tick them off as we go. I reckon. Orgasm, ghosts. <laughs> anyway, he goes upstairs and he goes, "Look, I'm not the power guy. Well, I used to hunt ghosts with your uncle." Although he doesn't actually say I used to hunt ghosts with your uncle. He doesn't say that straight away. He goes a real long way around saying things that don't make sense. Uh, well, they do make sense, but then he goes, I used to hunt ghosts with your uncle. And Monk says, goats? And then and obviously that's how hilarious. My office warned me about this guy. No, that's good. I'm completely whacked, all right? But just, just stay with me. I used to hunt displaced spiritual energies with your uncle. I'm sorry? Uh, uh, PK agents, revenants, uh, 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 like wraiths, wraiths. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Uh, <laughs> that's okay, that's okay. I'll, I'll do this the easy way. Ghosts. Arthur, I used to, I used to hunt ghosts with your uncle Cyrus. Goats? Ghosts! Ghosts, goddammit, listen to me! Um, let's see, Bobby and Maggie, we see them scooting about. Well, Bobby's scooting about on a scooter. Um, fucking scooter. Um, Kathy finds a bedroom. Uh, oh, there's a containment cube with more larding. That's a pointless bit of thing. Uh, let's see. Maggie finds the ghost glasses. That's so. Is that the first set of ghost glasses? I know because Lillard's got a pair already, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, and then Lillard touches Monk. Ah, fire. Uh, excuse me. We see Kathy in a bathroom, uh, and then they go, "Where did the lawyer go?" And um, one of my favourite bits here is the lawyer is walking down the sort of hall of ghosts, and I do like that he's giving each of them just a little bit of shit. <laughs> They're all locked up, and um, I don't know. I quite enjoyed that bit where he's he's not afraid of them and just giving them all a bit of shit. Quite good. No? All right, just me. Very smarmy lawyer move, isn't it? Yeah, but the lawyer... He's saying nice tits as well to the woman that's all slashed up and naked. He does say that. Yeah, the one with multiple stab wounds, yeah. He does say she's got nice tits. I didn't want to say that. I'm glad you said that. Um, I I don't feel it's my place to... (laughs) It's fine, I'll say it. (laughs) Good. Um, I mean, we just said that he did say that. We're not actually commenting on it ourselves. I'm just not sure if I'm allowed to say tits. (laughs) 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 Sorry, made myself laugh there. Let's see. So the lawyer finds a bag of money and uh, he lifts it up and then something starts shifting and the whole house, well, the house starts going into lockdown or at least Tetris pieces start fitting over the outside walls one ghost is released and it's the booby one i could say booby don't worry um let's see the lawyer gets trapped between two doors and sliced in half what a delightful effect um yeah this was a good kill wasn't it? that's a really great kill in half and then his front half sort of slides down to reveal his back half still sort of standing there it very good a good kill and plus we've got rid of um this guy, 
I think this is like story wise at least, this is probably where the the two films sort of stop being similar. Right. Uh, so in the in the original, this it, I mean, it's basically a Scooby Doo film. Like the uh, like he, he's the, the lawyer is the orchestrator of the whole film in in the original, uh, and he just knows there's a lot of cash in the house, so he's killed. Well, he's called Zorba in the original. Mm. He kills uh, the dude, and then moves the family in to steal the money off them and, and do them out of the house. Uh, and it's very much, you know, I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you damn kids. Meddling kids. Yeah. But in this one, they just, just bump him off straight away and then go on to tell a, a very different story. They do bump him off in the end of the original one, though. So he does still yeah, 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 yeah. But not as, uh, not as gratuitously as... As he does here. No, no, definitely yeah. not. But it is the final, it's sort of the final kill rather than the sort of first big kill. Um, and I think that that's the sort of the scariest part of the film as well, right at the end. Of the original. Of the uh, original, yeah. Yeah. Right, so Monk and Lillard are right. Like, come on, let's get out of here. We'll go see the kids. Go get them out. And, oh, apparently the kids have gone. Oh, what a surprise. Uh, we see Kathy in the bathroom and then we go through the specs um, to see that the bathroom itself is covered in blood. Now, here's a scene that pissed me off. And let me tell you why. Because I think it's done slightly slow motion. So I'll let her off a bit. But it is beyond me what she's doing in the mirror because she's got... This isn't even a ghost. She's got this weird smile on her face and she's just, what's she doing? Really pissed me off. And then she's just like playing with the hair. Yeah, but then she's got a stupid, a stupid smile on her face. And then she goes and washes her face for the bath, out of the bath, considering she was just stood at the sink. Really pissed me off. I don't know why. I don't know why while I was watching it, I sat there going, this really annoys me. You know, like, Previously, I was quite pleased for someone to do something sensible. All this really annoyed me. Um, I'm sorry about that. Um, but anyway, at least you're consistent. But there's a ghost. There's a, there is a ghost in there. The booby ghost is in there. And at one point, she's lurking behind her, and then the next minute, she's in the bathtub, um, and she's just—it's seemingly about to kill whatever Shannon Elizabeth's character is called, Kathy. But Monk, no, it's not Monk that shows up, is it? Who the hell shows up? Uh, I'm sorry. Bloody bathroom. I think it is because aren't they find aren't, haven't they lost Bobby and they're oh, trying to right, find yeah, Bobby? Sorry. Yeah, sorry, you're right. It is. Yes, thank you. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Maggie lost Bobby. Useless. She is the worst. Let's see. Um, Bobby. We cut to Bobby. He is hearing a ghost, and the ghost is going, going. Don't come downstairs. And and then another one's going. Oh yeah, you should come downstairs. And then the other one's going. No, you don't come downstairs. And then another one's going, yeah, you probably should come downstairs. And then one of them says, don't come downstairs. And then the other one says, yeah, you definitely should come downstairs. Maggie, stop playing games. Mommy, I have something for you. We'll have lots of fun, Bobby. Don't come down, Bobby. Stay upstairs. <laughs> don't fall. 
What does Bobby do? Do these glasses come with a come with a speaker? Does he have a? He has his little thing, though, doesn't he? His little doob. I think he can hear the ghosts anyway, but I think the one that says "Don't come down here." I think the effect that they're trying to get across is that it's coming from his, his... little radio thing. Yeah. Anyway, despite despite mixed mixed messages, he goes downstairs anyway. I go downstairs anyway. Well, let's go. Um, so then it turns out that they can't get out. Oh no, we can't get out of the house because they're going to try and get everybody out and then go back in for Bobby. Um, but the door won't break. Oh dear. Um, let's see. We we can't get out. <laughs> Cheers, Lord. <laughs> That's what he says. We can't get out. Um, let's see. That at this point, the third ghost is free. I start getting a bit lost about at what point they were getting free. Uh, so apologies for that. <laughs> third ghost. They were third ghost. Free as and when it was convenient for the plot. Third ghost in. I got lost. Let's see. Bobby is in the basement. He's got the old glasses on. Um, at this point, while they're searching from Lilla calls in the Glass family Robinson, which I quite enjoyed. He talks about uh, containment spells and ghost rules, which I quite enjoyed. Bobby comes across a couple of ghosts, a, a bride ghost, I think. I think she's the one that's, she's a bit shaky and a bit something. And a torso ghost, which I quite liked. Let's see. Bobby runs and just smangs himself right into a glass thing, which is fun. Um, clang. Enjoyed that. Uh, Monk doesn't believe in any ghosts. They know there's no ghosts, really. Uh, but then they go downstairs. We get a, we have a bit more Lillarding. And then he's like, help me find Bob, Bobby, Billy, Jeff, Kevin. Whatever he's called. Let's see. Bobby, get out of the basement. Um, and the mum's ghost shows up. Uh, and then she's we see... the fourth ghost. Yeah, the mom ghost shows up, and then we see Cyrus. Do you remember him? But he's got like a cutthroat. Ooh. Do you know what? I didn't even say that before at the at the junkyard that Cyrus dies. Cyrus dies. At this point, Monk decides to split everyone up. Good idea, isn't it? Always clever. Let's split up. So him and his daughter go one way, and Maggie and Lillard go another way. It is Maggie, right? All right, sorry. Yeah, my, uh, um, so yeah, obviously at this point, Maggie's not really believing what's going on, uh, but Lillard hands her the glasses and they, they see the sort of uh, hammer, the hammer ghost. Um, Lillard spits out a bit of law, which probably would have been really interesting if I'd written it down. But I didn't. It's, it's a ghost. It's a ghost, just like I've been saying all night. Finally a believer. Thank you, O oh Lord Jesus. The ghosts around us all the time. Most of them, they can't hurt us. Most of them don't even want to hurt us. A little ghost here, a little ghost there. No one cares. But there are exceptions. Like this badass behind me. The ones who die on violent death, stay in the tortured realm, and so violence is all they know. What is he doing? I don't know. I can't see. I don't have the glasses. Um, he also gives the ghost a rod, uh, well, the finger, if you like. Uh, Monk and Kathy find Bobby's tape recorder and glasses. Ooh. And then we see the ghost, the jackal, who's got a cage on his head. His head? Is it a girl or a boy? Hmm. Um, like, what do you think killed these guys? <laughs> like, the hammer especially. That dude's just, like, covered in railway spikes. Like Presumably that. Well, yeah, but how do, how do they 
how do they get in there? Like? And he's just taking them out willy nilly, you know, as and when he needs them. I'm not sure, but I did like, like I did like the use of the word willy nilly. <laughs> that's that's a proper that's a story that's better than the one we've been told, isn't it? Yeah, I want to know, like that weird fucking man, baby, and mum thing. There is a like, list online that gives you each individual ghost and who they were and why they were killed. Oh, really? That would have been interesting, wouldn't it, for the podcast? I have it. So is this some kind of, what, are they, are they based on, like, real stories? or? No, no, they're not based on real stories. They've just, I think they've just given them a story so that each one makes more sense, if that makes sense, maybe. I'm kind of insulted by that. I mean, give, me, give me that movie. Don't just, <laughs> yeah. don't just tell me, like, hey, here's this thing that we made that's yeah. Better than what we showed you. No, so, which one did you want to know about? The hammer? Yeah, go on. Let's, um, go, on. Let's go for The that hammer one. killed by townspeople with railroad spikes after getting revenge for the massacre of his family. The former blacksmith used a hammer for his revenge. So, his family were killed and then he got his revenge with a hammer and spikes, and then the townspeople killed him for it. So they basically just mash loads of spikes and do to kill. Yes. Okay, show me that film. That's. I mean, that's pretty. That's a bit Candyman, isn't it? That? Yeah. But all of them have. All of them have the same. Each one of them have their own story. Are they all short like that? Not in the film, but online, it has a list of each person. No, but are they all short? I was just thinking we might, we might put, put we might add that in because that's quite interesting. Yeah, they're quite short. Right. Okay. Let's keep moving. Uh, let's see. Uh, the jackal uh, drags drags Kathy away. Uh, scratchy, scratchy. But then something that actually really kind of annoyed me is this, for some reason scratches her shirt to reveal her boobies. Well, not her boobies, but her bra related boobies but there was no need for it with a very conveniently placed scrap of fabric yeah, wasn't it? no need for that no need for that as a scene um let's see hey up it's kalina she shows up and she throws a flare at someone's face the jackal uh let's see uh child ghost i've written that for some reason uh, the jackal gets trapped behind the old, uh, the old magic glass, magic glass. Um, let's see, M- Maggie and Lillard come across a booby ghost, and he says, "Move!" And um, then uh, ooh, we're back to Monk and Kalina, and he's like, "Who are you? What was that?" And he's like, "What are you doing here?" And she's like, "Saving your ass." Which is bad, pretty badass, isn't it? Then Monk wears the glasses and he goes, Oh, yeah, ghosts are real. Um, and let's see, Colina says she's here to free the ghost because remember, she's down for ghost rights. Remember that? Um, she's got a magic book, the Arcanum. Oh, interesting. And she says, This house is the devil's machine. And then we go, Wait, where's Kathy? Where the fuck is Kathy? Where the hell did she go? Because she was just there. Anyway, another ghost comes free. Oh. Lillard and Maggie split up by the moving house. Um, uh, Maggie's got the glasses and she manages to tell Lillard where to move and he gets out out of the way. Uh, Oh, bat ghost, I've written. But it's just a man with a bat. 
Let's see. Uh, they escape. Let's get to the library, apparently. That's quite interesting. Uh, Maggie and Lily get back upstairs together. I don't know how they managed to meet back up with each other. Forget that. We don't need that information. Um, and Kalina and Monk are trying to escape too, and they cut, they move the floor glass, so they climb up through the floor. And then we see Man Baby Ghost, um, who does nothing. Um, oh, hey, we're all together. Or at least all the adults are together. Uh, let's see. Something about Hammer Boy, who knows? Uh, off to the library. Mm. On the way, Monk is attacked by the jackal. Scratchy, scratchy. Oh, there's a ghost in stocks who, I don't know. Don't know which one she is. Um, anyway, we have arguments in the library. Library arguments. Uh, and they talk about the fourth ghost. Um, and they go, oh, she's your wife. And uh, then Monk punches Lillard because he finds out that he's the one he's the one helping Cyrus catch the ghosts. And they go, no, you can save them. And then we get a big expedition exposition dump, which is basically it tells us all the ghosts and what the names of the ghosts. And uh, I, I quite liked this bit. It is a complete and faithful recreation of Basilius's design. According to this, there should be 12 earthbound spirits trapped inside. See these? They represent the Black Zodiac. They represent the ghost that Cyrus needed to catch. The firstborn son. The torso. The bound woman. The withered lover. Jean. Torn Prince, the Angry Princess, the Pilgrimess, the Great Child and the Dire Mother, the Hammer, and here the sign of Hell's Winter, the Jackal, and the Juggernaut. And I like it more later on, perhaps, if we get a bit more uh, backstory about them. Uh, but the device in the house is the Basilius device. Ooh. And it needs all the ghosts to open the eye of hell. But apparently a 13th ghost, if they sacrifice themselves to the eye, then it will close. Um, and they suggest that it's Monk himself that needs to do that. Trade his life for his kids' lives. <laughs> Another bit that I enjoyed, another Lillard bit where he, he goes, there must be something else we can do. And he looks at the book and then just goes, I don't read Latin. Um, and Kalina says, come on, let's just explode this place. But they do try to go find him. So they're going to try and they take off one of the pieces of glass off the wall, sort of creating a spell riot shield, which I liked. Um, Kalina and Maggie go somewhere. Who knows where? Um and Monk and Lillard look for the kids. Um, they're not really covered by the glass, though. Do you know that both of them are peeking out of the side of the glass? Which is basically useless. Um, let's see. Cleaner and Maggie find the lawyer, who's obviously dead. And then the machine room with all the spinny gears inside. 
Um, oh, another ghost is free. It's a kid going with the bats. Lillard says he's swinging for the fences. <laughs> Great. Let's see. Clara and Maggie wait, rock up, um, end up somewhere, and uh, Cyrus shows up, and Kalina smacks Maggie in the head, and it turns out Kalina's a bit of a bugger. Um, and Cyrus is a ghost because where's the spells? And I go, what's happening now? Um, because I was really starting to. It's not. It's a difficult plot, but I, I was going. Um, don't really know what's going on. Um, hello, are you two still there? Or am I just whiffling on? You're just whiffling on. We're listening. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've got nothing. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, what's happening? Uh, let's see. Oh, I've been. <laughs> so yeah, so Lillard and Munker sort of trapped behind the glass, but obviously they've got to try and um, escape. And Lillard sacrifices himself and he says, I've been looking for a reason to like myself, which again, I quite enjoy his last words. Anyway, he lures the hammer boy away and he's attacked by hammer boy and the juggernaut and they break his back. Oh no. So we cut to Kalina and... That's a pretty cool kill as well. It is a good It was until you see him break his back and then it's just... It does just look like a doll, which is slightly disappointing, but... Yeah, but I, I still think it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where was I? Yeah, so anyway, Kalina and Cyrus are talking about how to get um, Monk to actually sacrifice himself. So it turns out that it, that, pro- that isn't a thing that will save everybody. It's something that they need to happen. They need somebody to sacrifice themselves to become a ghost. Um and he goes, oh, well, we, we could pretend the kids are in jeopardy. jeopardy. And Cyrus is like, well, just put them in jeopardy. All right, no worries. So he puts on this uh, tape of uh, magic words again. Oh, oh, sorry, oh, oh, yeah. And it summons all the ghosts away, except wifey ghost. And she sees Monk and she's like, oh, I love, he goes, I love you and I miss you. And he says, don't go. But she does go because of the hilarious tape. Um, let's see. Cyrus squishes Kalina in the house. She's like, I don't really know what her deal with. I don't know whether she was in love with him or it was a bit weird. They did kiss. Did they? They did kiss, yeah. That's, that shows how much I was paying attention. Um, let's see. The kids are in a weird, sharp, sword circle thing surrounded by ghosts. Um, a monk sees Cyrus and remembers stuff. Um and at this point, we get a rehash of something we learned 20 minutes ago, all the different ghosts. He counts all 13, and we hear all their names again. And then he goes, if I'm the 13th, then... And he looks at Cyrus, si- takes his glass off, and he goes, Cyrus, you prick! And he punches Cyrus in the face, but Cyrus wins the fight. Uh, and he's oh, I'm going to stab you. Uh, but then Maggie messes with the chanting tapes. Oh, yes, oh, oh, oh. That's the chanting. Uh, oh, oh dear, the ghosts are really unhappy with Cyrus so, now. And- while she's doing that, they said that this house was designed by some 15th century Satanist dude. Yeah. It's like, do you think he designed that switchboard at the same time? Yeah. Because that looked like a pretty modern piece of kit. No, yeah, he definitely designed that. Don't worry about that. We're all about that in the 15th century. And, and you know, the, uh, the tape decks that were playing the music. Yep. Like this, this dude was a full-on genius. Yeah. No. Uh, well, I don't know. I thought it was designed by the devil, so 
Shows what I know. Well, the, the devil knows his architecture and sound equipment. Well, the devil knows a lot, probably. Doesn't he know how to play the fiddle or something? Or devil went down to Georgia. Well, yeah. yeah, fiddle. Devil, devil's the devil, you know. He invented rock and roll as well, apparently. <laughs> so, not a bad bloke after all. Uh, let's see. Yeah, oh, so the, yeah, they're all all the ghosts are a bit mad now. There's no chanty, they don't have to do it. So they grab Cyrus and they throw him into the spinny, spinny sword thingy. Spinny swords. Um, question is, how do they get the kids into the middle of the spinny swords? Who's to say? Let's not question it. Let's see. So, um, and then Lillard's ghost show, show, shows up and he's like, go get them, go get your kids back. What about the spinny swords? Go get your kids back. Um, so anyway, but when you're watching it, the swords stop very, very briefly. And but Monk manages to get in there in time. And then the house explodes. Badoosh, and all the ghosts walk away. They they just leave. So yeah. And then ghost Lilla disappears. Bye. Then the mum shows up and she's like, Oh, my face is not burnt anymore, and I'm still a ghost. I'm off now. Bye. And then we get a lovely happy ending. And then we um, see Maggie. Fuck Maggie. Right. And that is the end of 13 Ghosts. Well done. Right. So. uh, We made it. Yeah. um, Not my best plot rundown. Sorry. They're getting worse, I think. Uh, (laughs) Or at least more rambly. Uh, I've got to start making notes that I understand. So what should we do now? Should we. Should we talk about these 13 ghosts? Have you got that information up? Me? Yeah. Oh, you've sent it, you've sent it to me. So the firstborn son is Billy Michael, shot by a neighbour through the head when playing Cowboys and Indians. Um, the torso is Jimmy Gambino, mutilated by thugs after losing a high-stakes bet. The bound woman is Susan Legros, bound and murdered by a jilted lover when she was caught cheating. The withered lover is Gene Criticos. We know that. Uh... The torn prince is Royce Clayton, a high school jock who died during a drag race. The angry princess is Dana Newman, a beautiful woman with mental issues who takes her own life after attempting plastic surgery on herself. Now that makes sense why she's in the bath. And it's bloody in that. Oh, there you go. It's interesting. Uh, The pilgrimess is Isabella Smith, sentenced to the stocks after she's declared a witch. The great child is Harold Shelburne, a childlike man who was killed by an angry mob after murdering dozens of circus workers in a rage. The dire mother is Margaret Shelbourne, suffocated in a bag after a prank went awry, spoiled her son to the point of insanity. Weird. Uh, the hammer is... Well, we did the hammer. We don't need to do that again. The jackal is Ryan Coon, Called the Manson of the 13 Ghosts. He was a vicious serial killer who eventually burned to death in an asylum. And the juggernaut is Horace Mahoney, insane serial killer with severe abnormalities who could only be stopped via SWAT team. There you go. That was the 13 Ghosts. So that would It tells us like who they are, but does it tell us that White needs to be this collection or is it just... It just the... I don't remember. They just need to, they just need to fit that... Um, that um, description, basically. Um, well, there's no reason for that description to actually no, do this thing. No. Don't 
I think it would have I mean, been. It does feel like they sort of worked backwards from we've got these ideas for ghosts. Yeah, yeah. It would have been probably a little bit more interesting if they'd um, if they'd actually done something with that. I think. But yeah, it's, I I understand it's kind of hard to to fit that into yeah. that sort of narrative. Yeah. So, um, do you have anything you want to say about it before we get the Facebook comments? I think. What what can I say about it? Uh, I re- I really enjoyed Matthew Lillard in it. Uh, I like him doing his best. What he does, um, and in general, I really enjoyed the ghost designs. The only thing that really let me down is that only some of the ghosts really get any action. Um, some of them look kind of creepy, but don't they don't do anything with it, which was frustrating. I would have liked each ghost to have got a bit of action, as it were. Yeah, I think they're all kind of a bit similar in terms of how they attack and stuff as well, don't they? They all just kind of just go for it. Yeah. Uh, from maybe the, uh, the boob girl who seems to go a bit slower and has a weapon. Uh, I think I th- yeah, so it, I think she was very... It, oh, God. Well, as you say, sort of the, the scope's there to write in sort of peril in different forms, and it's not really taken, is it? No. No, no I, I, I don't know if because, you know, reading through some of those explanations, perhaps not all of the ghosts are violent, you know, just because they died in a violent way doesn't mean that they are. I mean, the suggestion is that they are, but perhaps not. I mean, the, the ones that are, they just brute force attacks, don't they? Yeah. There isn't someone yeah. sort of like killed people through you know, poisoning or something and it's sneaky and yeah. It's all, I'm just going to punch you in the face and snatch you back over a corner. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, I was my wife was mouthing something at me. Um, <laughs> right, so let's let's do the Facebook comments and then we'll drop the review. Or do we do the review first? I don't remember Facebook comments. No, I don't think it really matters. We can we can okay make it up as we go along. Let's see. Um, Alistair. Uh, let's see, a terrible movie with some of my favourite horror moments in it. It's like an episode of Scooby-Doo if it was teen horror with Tony Shaloub. Shaloub? Um, yeah, I can see that. Uh, let's see. I would say the there is more Scooby-Doo in the original. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Uh, let's see, Laura. Uh, one of my favourite movies. I mentioned it in the podcast. It was one of my favourite deaths with the glass door. I really enjoyed the story of 13 ghosts and different ghost themes. Um, and I thought, I knew someone had mentioned that. There you go, you see. Uh, and let's see, Brian put, on, put, I'm never sure if this is a horror or a horror comedy. The original 60s one is just a horror, but it doesn't hold up all that well. Yeah, well, I'd say the original 60s one's definitely a horror comedy. Yeah, it's horror gimmickry, I think. And I think that, Always tends to age badly, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so let's do the reviews then. Everybody knows it's a... Well, not 
it's now a three-tier system. So it's either shit, ooh, that was scary, or a creative psychopath. Uh, I think I'll go first, as I usually do. I'm going to give my first, ooh, that was scary. Any thoughts? I agree. It wasn't, it's got great potential, but it's also a little bit shit. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh, it's scary. Yeah, I uh, I think I'm going to give this my first shit. <gasps> <gasps> we're shocked really? yeah what about I, the 1960s one what would you say to that uh i would probably give that an ooh that was scary but i think if i was a young kid in the 60s i reckon i would have absolutely loved it right yeah yeah uh, i think i think you know the the gimmick that hasn't held up very well does kind of hold it back and there are times where you just sat around watching the gimmick go uh, and nothing much happens except some red ghost on screen and that. Uh, but I do think that there is, I think there's enough in that movie to, uh, you know, to, to, to remake it sort of true to that original story. I think there's enough there for it uh, without all that much fleshing out. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, this, this movie could have potentially done with, the capture of the ghosts, I think that would have been probably a better movie. Uh, capturing the 13th ghost and then moving on to a sequel if necessary, or at least having it be a prequel to the original. Um, anyway, right, so that was the filling in the horror sandwich 13 ghosts, uh, mostly middling, also a little bit shit. Um, so um, well, all we need to do is sort out this last piece of bread, which are these two fun questions. So, what is a scary moment from a non-horror movie that you remember? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I can't think of any. Um, I think the closest thing to being scared is a. It's an action film called Toy Soldiers. Uh-huh. Um, and there's a part in it where. Um, these men come into a, a school cafeteria and start shooting up the place. Um, but it's quite tense just before and just afterwards. So the build up, yeah, and then it happens. But I wouldn't say it was super scary, but it does make you go, Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I always like to go, Ooh, Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> um. So, yeah, the last question is, if you could make a non-horror movie a horror movie, what would you choose? Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, no, that, that makes yeah, a lot of sense. Yeah, I think that'd yeah. be a great horror film. Yeah. Yeah, it's not not, uh, it's not a million miles away from it already, is it? Sort of a aesthetically already kind of horror. Hang on a second. You just want Nightmare on Elm Street again. Oh, I don't. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> Maybe I do. <laughs> don't manipulate the system. <laughs> no, yeah, that's. I'll good... do as I please. That's a good. Yeah, no, fair enough. Your episode. I'm just. Uh, I'm just the man who edits it. They can edit out just everything you say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, brilliant. Well, that is the final slice of bread in the horror sandwich. But because it's a horror sandwich. Um, I've got to ruin it for you and I'm going to 
I don't know, kill your sandwich and turn it into a ghost. Oh, rubbish. Ghostly sandwiches. I like it. Uh, right. So let's uh, close this podcast out. Uh, so if you want to follow us on any of the social medias, you can absolutely do that. Uh, Facebook. The Facebook group is Creative Psychopaths, a horror movie podcast. Um, Twitter. I'm on there. I'm not very good on there. Instagram. Everywhere. Go, go everywhere. And obviously, you know, like and share this podcast with people. Um, rate it. All that good stuff. Um, I must remember to say thank you for, to Tanya for coming on, which is always a delight. What do I say? It's always a delight, but it's this one time it was a delight. It's the first time and it was a delight. It, was a it will moment. also be a delight next The first time and too. only time. Um, oh, we got the sleepover. Yeah, you said you were going to come back for the for the Nightmare on Elm Street stuff. So you you I'll tied Freddie Jumper. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. So the last thing to say is bye. 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 <laughs>